This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome aboard The Adam Ritz Show. I'm Adam Ritz, your host, Jay Baker, joining me on the phone. Hey, Jay, how are you? I am doing great, Adam. It's a super weekend. We have uh, the big game. Uh, We talked last week about how bittersweet it is to have uh, the NFL playoffs and college bowl season, uh, the excitement there, and then once you get to the big game, Super Sunday, it's over. And now you've got eight and a half months left until football starts back up, and that's that's so depressing because I I love watching football so much. Uh, But I wanted to start the show today with um, a story uh, about uh, the three big drink companies, Coke, Pepsi, and Budweiser, are not going to advertise uh, during the big game, which is, uh, you know, uh, some advertising uh, experts are saying that's not uh, uncommon or not surprising with the year we've had, with the economy, with the question marks. Uh, with the lack of sales that have affected those three companies. I mean, if you think about movie theaters and stadiums, they've been pretty much shut down or restricted for the last year. Uh, how many uh, how many sales percentages are those companies down? You can't sell a, a $9 Coke in a stadium when there's nobody in the stadium. So their profits are down a hair, and uh, I think they're just playing it safe on, uh, on spending the $5.5 million per 30 seconds for an ad during the big game. Uh, and here's why I bring it up. Why does it affect uh, or connect to a public affairs radio show? Because Budweiser, um, who is sitting out the, soup, the, <laughs> the big game, uh, I almost said it, Jay. I almost uh-oh, said it. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can't say it. We don't have the rights to say it. This public affairs show cannot afford to go to court. Uh, so for the big game on Super Sunday, Budweiser will not advertise for the first time since 1983. And they've had some of the most iconic uh, ads during the game with the Clydesdales, uh, the 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 dog. Remember the dog, the little dog oh, that wanted to be yes, a Clydesdale. Puppy, yes. uh, the Clydesdales that were that were playing a football game out in the pasture, and the Cowboys were you know those Cowboys were at the the wooden fence uh, watching the, the horses playing football. Uh, even the the what's up guys, what's up? Oh uh, yeah. First time they haven't advertised since '83, but they are taking some of this money that they were going to spend on this advertising, and they're donating it to uh, the vaccine and co- coronavirus uh, awareness. I think that's very commendable. Uh, and maybe even they'll get more more marketing out of it than, than a, a one-day event uh, ad for $5 million. I mean, we're talking about Budweiser right now because they're going to help with the vaccine and uh, COVID awareness. I think it's a splendid use of their money. It really is. Now they do have some uh, other brands, uh, some seltzers or whatever other drinks they 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 are going to uh, advertise during the game. Uh, but for as far as Budweiser, the 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 main brand of Anheuser Busch, you will not see a Budweiser uh, or a Coke or a Pepsi uh, commercial during the game. Also, you know it's kind of hard to predict where emotions are going to be the first week of February. Uh, I mean, you have to make these commercials months in advance. And if you recall uh, the Kendall Jenner 
Pepsi commercial last year. Do you remember that yes, train wreck? Yes, I sure do. It, yes. it, they, they were trying to make a good point about bringing everyone together, and it was like a protest, and there were protesters and cops, and she went right down the middle and handed a cop a, a Pepsi. And it was just tone deaf. It didn't come across very good at all, and it, it actually hurt Pepsi. So uh, I think this year people are just like, you know what, let's just not even advertise. That way we don't have to become a joke on social media and go viral for a tone-deaf message during a year where everyone's emotions are at different levels on the scale. Uh, And you know what? That's bad news for people that aren't really football fans that wanted to just watch the game because of the commercials. I think it's said that 51% of the audience just watches the game to see the commercials. (laughs) Oh, sure. Oh, I think that that's probably very valid. But uh, I can say that some... Other companies that otherwise would not have advertised are going to step up, fill the spots. I mean, there's not going to be a void of commercials. So maybe we'll see some great commercials uh, or you already have online. I know they release them early sometimes to get the hype and get the word of mouth. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the tone of these commercials comes across during this weird year we've had compared to... Uh, any of the years dating back since uh, that uh, that spot from uh, at, was it Apple or Mac uh, the 1984 spot that just really launched the amazing oh, commercials. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, and how many you know how the budgets on these things? People are spending fifty hundred million dollars to make a, a thirty second commercial, um, and they're fun to watch. I will admit it. I have not seen any leaked online. Have you caught any yet? I have not, but boy, you are correct. That's almost like a top secret military, you know, type of thing creating that Super Bowl spot because, as you said, that becomes part of the iconic lore of that company. My favorite uh, commercial, I almost said it again. <laughs> My favorite commercial, I can't even remember the product, but it was um, just a, a whole cornucopia of images i think there was a monkey uh some sparklers maybe some cheap fireworks and at the end of the commercial the the voiceover said we just wasted five million (laughs) dollars do you remember that i think it was for rocket mortgage it might have been rocket rocket mortgage uh but if it wasn't they're they're getting the credit for it uh, here I on absolutely this love uh, public like affairs that. show. You're listening to The Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you in part by Vibonomics, a audio uh, experience company presenting uh, audio inside retail stores across the country. Kind of like uh, custom business radio. You'll come into a store, you'll hear some music, a voiceover, a promotional message, an advertisement. That's Vibonomics. That's what they do, reaching shoppers at the point of sale inside retail stores across the country. You can learn more about them at Vibonomics.com. There's a link to their logo and their website right from our website, which is easier to remember, adamritzshow.com. And it's Ritz like Ritz Carlton. Jay Baker, welcome to Public Affairs. Uh, have you have you done anything lately to uh, better humankind? I put you well, on the spot there, I know. I have done all that I can. You know, one of the things that uh, my spouse and I are very committed to is shopping local. So. Ah. We try to, as much as possible, there's a couple of really cool shops near our house, and they do have 
you know, the setup where uh, if you order from them, they'll deliver, they'll drop it on your doorstep. And then we do try to dine locally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I don't get to see all the credit card bills, but we've spent an enormous amount of money having things delivered and we try to be as local as possible. That's uh, a great idea. Great point. Glad you, you brought that up. Uh, I will say, it sort of tag teams to what I'm about to say. I went and saw a uh, a comedy show recently. Do you know who T.J. Miller is? Uh, no, I don't. T.J. Miller is uh, is an actor. He's a comedic actor. Uh, he's been in probably 10 movies you've seen. Um, top of my head, I'm thinking of the bartender in Deadpool. So Ryan Reynolds' best oh, friend. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's always, he, he was the pretty much the main character in Office Christmas Party. Uh, he just plays a funny guy and everything he's in, uh, and he does some stand-up. And he w- recently came through my town. I went, you know, my, my girlfriend and I went. We needed, we haven't been out hardly at all, and we're like, let's try this and see what uh, live entertainment's like in the in the age of COVID. And my uh, hat is off to this comedy club. They took every precaution. They tested people before you went in, or at least uh, checked your temperature on your forehead. Um, they had 10 to 15 feet between people in line. And I'd say the capacity in the club was at 40% or lower. They had our table, uh, the nearest table of people to us was, was 18 feet away. So plenty of space in the club and, uh, you had to wear your mask and TJ Miller was on stage and also wore a mask. Uh, and he said something that, uh, really kind of hit me. He said, when you tip tonight, just add $4 to whatever you were going to tip. If you if if your server could just make an extra $4, the $4 isn't going to affect your life. You'll you'll go home tonight and you won't even know you spent the extra 4 bucks. But your sir it may make a big difference in their life with with the uh, restrictions on restaurants and bars and nightclubs uh, with tips being down uh, and I, I will say, I bet everybody in that nightclub or that comedy club added at least $4 to their tip. And uh, those servers made a lot more that night just because of what T.J. Miller said. And ever since that, that night in the comedy club, I've, I've, $4, it's just stuck in my head. It's, a, it's $4. Every time I tip, I'll add $4 to it. So now I don't you know, try to think, okay, I should do 25% or, you know, I used to do 20%. I want to tip more. I want to help out uh, these servers that are that have uh, less of an income thanks to COVID. Uh, I just go with the $4 rule now. So whatever, I, you know, I'll, I'll do my bill, do my 20%, add four bucks to it. And it's been no, easy. It's- and I think the, the servers appreciate that. It's helping people out. And, and it doesn't, that $4 isn't ruining my life. No, absolutely. That's a great uh, choice to make. And as you said, you're now passing it along. So with some luck, Adam Rich Show fans are saying, and we call it the add four rule when it comes to tipping. Pay it forward. Thanks to TJ Miller for the advice. You know what? When we post this show, I'm going to tag TJ Miller and uh, see if he'll retweet it. Uh, I, I did mention uh, what a great show it was, and he did like and retweet that. So maybe he'll appreciate knowing uh, some of his advice made it onto a, a public affairs radio show. Think or Speaking of, of paying it forward, did you hear about that two-hour line in the drive-thru recently? Can't remember where it was, but you know how you go through the drive-thru and you'll say, hey, I want to buy the guy's lunch behind me. Oh, yes. Well, uh, 
recently, like in the last 10 days, uh, it happened at a drive-thru where the second car that got their lunch for free said, you know what, I'll pay for the guy's lunch behind me. And that happened car per car per car per car for about two hours. Can you oh, believe that? Great story. No, that's a great story. <laughs> and it made me wonder, okay, who was the last car? Who was that jerk that took his free lunch and the drive through window person said, you know what, this has been, this pay it forward chain has been happening for two hours. You're the last car. Are you sure you don't want to buy the guy behind you? And if that if that was you, Jay Baker said, nah, I'm good. Give me my nah, nuggets. I'm good. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm good. Hopefully it was just that that person was the last car in line and there was nobody else behind them. Let's just hope the lunch rush was over and you're right because that makes the story a little better, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Free nuggets. You know, Woohoo! Well, and there was a story not too long ago that an Indianapolis Colts player had received a random act of kindness at at all places, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Uh, This particular player had gone in to transact his bureau business, and as he was leaving, the security guard said to him, hey, I want to buy your lunch. So the security guard just randomly gave this guy lunch money uh and the colts player was so impressed that the next time he ate out it was at a cracker barrel restaurant he ended up buying everyone's meal that was in the cracker barrel when he was there i did see that story too. just just to pay it forward yeah uh you know the obviously the patrons were pleasantly surprised And it is kind of cool, as you said, the whole pay it forward thing. I mean, it really works. I mean, no matter, you know, what you think, it does work. And that security guard at that BMV did not know he was a professional athlete. He had uh, a hat on and a mask for COVID. So all you could see were his eyes. And we've said we've talked about this before. You know, you can see an NBA player a mile away because they're seven feet tall. An NFL player just looks like any guy in the mall. You're you're six yeah. two, two hundred and forty pounds. I mean, that's both of us. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. so we look like elderly NFL players. You know, unless you're an offensive line, unless you're six seven, three ninety. Uh, right. The majority right, of the NFL. Right. I mean, you're talking about like a defensive back who's. 511 189 uh, you, you have, would have if you didn't know that person's face um or they weren't wearing um a $3000 tracksuit from their NFL's organization you'd have no idea that person was a professional athlete this this um the BMV employee had no idea it was just being a nice no. guy and said hey I'm going to buy your lunch uh so maybe the strategy here is Jay that you actually Wait till you see a professional athlete, you know it's them, act like you don't know it's them, and then say, hey, can I buy your lunch? Maybe they'll say, no, but I'll buy you a car. <laughs> there you go. That's called paying it forward. That's a, pay, that's a bad way to pay it forward. Sell, that's a selfish way to pay it forward to hopefully get a new car out of the deal. But Selfish, uh, I love it. You know, if if you, if you see uh, an NBA star uh, in, in the mall, walk up and go, "Hey, I, you you look like a normal guy to me. Can I buy your lunch and hand him twenty bucks?" <laughs> you random seven footer, you. Can I buy your lunch? Oh, that's funny. Hey, you know, one of the things we do like to do is look at some of the positive things that are going on to make people feel a little bit. Uh, 
more uplifted. I saw this today. Uh, Connors star Michael Fishman, who used to play the youngest or still does play the youngest son in the Connors family, donated 500,000 face masks to various charities in Los Angeles. Okay, from from uh, the television show The Connors? Yeah, Roseanne, and then it later became The Connors. Okay, and he, which... he played, uh, well, it's Michael Fishman, and I'm trying to think of his character's name. Uh, DJ? Yeah, he played DJ. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember DJ. He's uh, if, you've, if you've seen the show recently, it reminds you how old you are, because DJ, the little oh. kid from Roseanne, uh, he's a grown man. He's like a 35 year old guy now, maybe 40. Yes. He's got gray hair on his temples, and that means you're old. So he donated 5,000 masks? 500,000 oh, 500, masks. 500,000. Yeah, he actually teamed up with, uh, with a business partner of his, and they were able to get those to charities in Los Angeles. Because if you think about it, there still is a great need for just something simple like face masks. Yeah. Uh, as you said, when you're doing events or you're trying to help people, you want to make everybody mask up. Yeah, absolutely. Good uh, DJ, all grown up. <laughs> He's all grown up. We'd like to congratulate the 13 Arby's restaurants that got together in Bristol, Tennessee. They raised $70,000 for children's charities including an organization called Feeding America, Southwest Virginia, and they donated an awful lot of money to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Virginia and Tennessee. That is great news because it justifies you wanting the big beef and cheddar. If you want that sandwich, there's a good chance Arby's (laughs) is going to take a portion of the proceeds and help somebody out. So now I want a big beef and cheddar more than ever right now. Well... I love Arby's because they have the meats. They do have the meats. (laughs) Do they pile it high? So congratulations to them. Don't know if you saw this story. This happened in Grants Pass, Oregon. There were a group of healthcare workers who were coming back from a vaccine clinic, and they still had some leftover vaccines with them when they got stuck in a snowstorm. Did you see that? No. Their car actually got stuck with a group, of, a knot of traffic. There was apparently a fairly large snowstorm there in that part of Oregon. They couldn't get through on the road, so they were all pulled over waiting either for a snow plow or someone to come in to their assistance. So they went car to car because they had leftover vaccines that weren't going to be good past a certain point, asked people if they'd like to be vaccinated, and they had a county ambulance with them. They just happened to be traveling with that ambulance. Uh, so there was the safety factor. They had the ambulance right there. And they actually did an impromptu uh, vaccination clinic right there on the interstate. That is very cool. The ambulance uh, sells it for me. Uh, if Because if I'm on a highway and just some randos come up to my windshield and say, hey, hey, hey Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think about that part of it. Hey, we've got some uh, extra vaccines here. Uh, can we shoot some in your arm? Uh, if they wanted, You know, I didn't even think about yeah, that part, if, but you're absolutely correct. If some guy in an overcoat walked over from a 1973 Monte Carlo and asked me if I wanted some vaccine. Hey, man. Uh, at least they have an ambulance. And they say, hey, come over to our ambulance. This is legit. Uh, okay, that come makes a little more ambulance. sense. <laughs> oh, you know, I guess, you know, I was so 
enthralled with the story. I thought, what a great selfless act, and these guys really cared, but you are right, a random person. And, and I think that's a, that's a word to the wise from the Adam Rich Show. Don't let a rando stick you in the arm. <laughs> There's the lesson today. There's uh, today's if, lesson. If you're on the highway <laughs> and a rando comes up to your windshield with free vaccines, just double check and make double sure they have an check. ambulance within uh, 100 yards. <laughs> Cool story about uh, Seinfeld actor Jerry Stiller, who passed away earlier this year. He left a rather sizable estate. And the great news was that a big part of his estate went to charities that he supported. So while we don't probably have the money of, of, a, of a famous guy who played on Seinfeld, you can do some estate planning to leave money to uh, causes that you believe in. Uh, in Jerry Stiller's case, he gave money to Syracuse, Syracuse, easy for me to say, Syracuse University because they have a great theater department. And he also gave money to the Actors Fund of America. It's uh, an organization that helps uh, Hollywood stars get long-term care as they age. That is commendable. A uh, huge fan of Jerry Stiller. And I, like you just said, I, I knew him most from the uh, Seinfeld show. Uh, he played George's father, and I didn't really see him that much in King of Queens. Did you ever watch King of Queens? I did, and he was extraordinary in that as well. I mean, this is a guy that had some chops, as I, you said. I will tell Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I was just going to say, with King of Queens, I never watched that show when it was out. Uh with its weekly show on network television, but now it's in syndication. And every night uh, when I go to bed, uh, it's just, I don't even know what it's on TV land or one of these channels that just mm -hmm. shows uh, sitcoms over and over and over. And they show like four episodes in a row. And I have gotten sucked into King of Queens like you wouldn't believe. And it's mostly because of Jerry Stiller. He is so funny in that show. And his oh, voice terrific. And he gets so loud and he's just neurotic. <laughs> and yeah, when he passed away, I was like, no, not Jerry. Like, I feel oh, like I knew I him. Uh, but he was well respected and well liked by, well -liked by everybody. And I guess uh, a little, uh, it is commonly known, but some people don't know um, Hollywood trivia here. His son is Ben Stiller. Right. And uh, the comedy team was it, was it uh, Stiller and Mira? And Mira. It was Stiller and Miller, uh, St Stiller and Mira, Mira, easy for me to say and again. And Mira was his wife, and they were a comedy duo f f through the 60s and 70s. Yes. And uh, she and had uh, an amazing career as well. So quite a talented little comedic family there. Absolutely. Uh, the Miami Heat has uh, gotten permission from the city of Miami to have some fans come in for some of their home games they plan now here's this is either high tech or low tech you decide they're going to use covid sniffing dogs to screen fans as they enter the arena i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't either but apparently the dogs have a 94% accuracy rate you're kidding no, it's amazing. They do have the ability, apparently, to detect if somebody is COVID positive. I mean, what if you're just dirty and you stink? <laughs> Does that mask your COVID? Can the dog, what if you have a bunch of dope on you? 
What if you have a, what pot, if, a bag of pot what in if. your pocket and you have COVID? Is the dog going to smell the drugs or, or the COVID? That is amazing well, to me. What if you have dog biscuits in your pocket? I mean, I don't know. You, you, these things, they'll have to work out. But, yeah, they're going to actually go into a screening area. The dog walks by. And if the dog sits down. If the dog mauls you. <laughs> if the, the dog, dog attacks you. If it attacks you and, and draws blood, you can't come in. You Isn't go there home. a guy that said, I merely wanted to see a basketball game? Uh-huh. And then this happened to me. That's truly amazing. I had no idea that dogs could uh, could detect uh, and smell with 94% accuracy, you say, COVID. Yes. Uh, unbelievable. Well, as, and as you know from going to an event not too long ago, what you want to do is try to do things safely. And they've always said the sporting events – with a vast stadium, you can get people to sit far enough apart. It's getting them in the door because that's the group where you're closest together. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what this uh, sort of addresses that issue of being able to move a fairly large number of people at a time and get them past a point. Now, if you're uh, afraid or allergic of dogs, allergic to dogs, they'll, they'll have a separate screening for you on that but i just thought that was absolutely fascinating that really is that's impressive amc theaters are still in a state of do we open can we open they're open in some areas they're not that's america's largest theater chain but the good news is adam and i know you love movies and eventually would love to be able to freely go back to your local movie theater, they received an amazing amount of financing. So they went from being bankrupt to now they are one of the more robust trading companies in the country. I did see, didn't they? Uh, they got an investment of uh, over $900 million. Yes. Uh, $900 million can make most people pretty well, Yeah. So, but they, but they've been working on that aggressively. So yes, $917 million cash infusion to help the AMC theaters, because you and I've talked about so many of the traditional things that we've taken for granted pre COVID, you'd hate to see some of them go away. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy uh, a movie. I, I sometimes enjoy the, the popcorn and the snacks more than the movie itself. Just uh, uh, getting out and having a night out. If the movie's terrible, at least I had a, a couple hundred thousand calories of buttered popcorn to make me happy. And yeah, I miss that a lot. Yeah. So it does look like AMC theaters will be around. And, uh, oh, coming up very soon here on the Adam Rich Show, we're going to be talking about some winter driving tips because for North America, it's that time of year again. And we've even run into a couple instances. We live in a relatively mild climate. We've had a couple instances of uh, snow on the ground. So you do have to watch your driving during the winter. I'm looking forward to that because there's been a few days here in the last couple of weeks that I didn't even leave the house because I didn't have to. And there was some ice on the ground. So I thought, you know what, I might as well wait for um, clear pavement and clear roads before I either run to the office or run in for my errands. I'm just going to stay in my pajamas and work from home all day and let the ice sit there. Yeah, absolutely. But here is uh, one of the highlights of our winter driving tips. One of the things that you really need to do when you drive in the winter 
is not only stay alert, but think about, they use the phrase risky behaviors. This came from the uh, NHTCA, the North, you know, the National Highway Traffic Administration uh, website. So they're going to use some what we call government jargon, but they've said avoid risky behavior. Now, of course, risky behavior, different people have different criteria for that. But basically, think about all the distracting things we do while driving, like changing the radio station or texting on our phones, all the things you shouldn't do during the winter, especially be ultra careful, because as you can imagine, your ability to react quickly to something happening in front of you might be hampered if you're on an icy road. So is is changing the radio station now considered distracted driving? It is if you're trying to find your Michael McDonald greatest hit <laughs> CD and put it in there. And it is some uh, kind of yacht rock. You dude. know, it's risky behavior <laughs> if you're trying to find a rap station. Uh, or, I, I always thought behavior. risky behavior was when you like sat in the back seat and tried to reach the pedals from the back seat. Uh, don't do any risky behavior like that. Uh, but really, no. you just want to pay attention. Do everything in your power to pay attention is what they're talking about. Right. Like the old game of you cover the driver's eyes and then the guy in the back seat directs his steering. Yeah, that, that is considered risky behavior that, during and, winter and driving. That is the kind of uh, amazing, interesting public affairs advice you get on this radio show. Thank you, Jay Baker. Uh, we'll get more <laughs> uh, driving tips next week, uh, winter driving tips. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to listen to this show or any of our past shows, they are available in podcast form on our website, which is adamritzshow.com. We'll see you again next time. Thank you, Jay. Have a great week, everybody. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.